Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Nick's Nerd News. It is February 2nd. I do want to apologize for the echo that you might be hearing. I am in an empty room. I do apologize about that. Um, I wasn't really going to do a second ep- or an episode this week because of my moving situation. Um, so I do apologize about that. I, I wish I could do it in a better place. Um, but this week's episode is just going to have to <laughs> deal with the, the echo. Um, but hopefully it won't be too much of an issue. Um, as always, of course, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Welcome to newbies. Welcome back if you've been listening. Uh, and I am happy that you guys can be here today. Um, so I'm going to try a couple things to see if I can lower the echo for you guys. Uh, again, nothing is perfect because again, I'm in an empty room, so I'm going to do what I can. Um, but we'll, we'll see how things go from there. But again, like I said, welcome to the show, guys. Um, it is February 2nd. A lot of big news to talk about, surprisingly. You, you thought that the Microsoft deal last week with Activision was major. Well, Sony decided to, to lay one on us this week. But I will get to that in a bit. Let's talk about the gaming news today. Um, a lot to talk about, surprisingly. Uh, before we, we talk about, of course, our, our biggest news of the week. Um, the System Shock game series, a very beloved game series by a lot of people, uh, is getting its own TV show, if you weren't aware. And uh, it's being written and directed by Greg Russo, the same per- person who wrote the most recent Mortal Kombat movie. And obviously people like the work that he's done because... You know, that movie's getting a sequel, uh, even though it, it didn't do as well as, as maybe people thought it was going to do. Um, so if you're a big fan of System Shock, you are getting a TV show, and it's being written by someone who knows how to write a video game movie. Uh, also, surprisingly, uh, now that The Last of Us 2 has launched and things like that, Naughty Dog has announced that they are very open to going back to the Uncharted universe and making another Uncharted sequel. And honestly, you can sign me the fuck up right now. Because Uncharted is probably one of the best game series in a long time. And uh, the creative director behind Uncharted, Sean Askig, uh, has said that they would love to make another sequel in the blockbuster series. It's a, quote, a world we want to see more of, unquote. Now, here's my thing. Would it be Uncharted 5? Or would it be like another spinoff, like, like Lost Legacy or something like that? And he did say, quote, this is an interview with Games Radar. He went on to say, quote, I think we can say for certain that we can never say never. Yeah, Uncharted is a franchise we love, that the studio loves. I love, and um, Uncharted Lost Legacy director Kurt Margano loves. It's a world we want to see more of, so I can certainly say that, unquote. Now... We don't know if that's actually happening or anything like that, but if they make another Uncharted game, you best believe that it's it's 
going to sell well. It's going to do well. People love those games. Um, there's no reason not to continue making games in that franchise. But having nice little breaks in between is always good. Again, I don't know if you could do another movie with Nathan Drake. That's definitely something that that's not necessarily a possibility, but it, it is possible that it, it could happen. I, I don't know why I said movie, I guess because the Uncharted movie comes out in a couple weeks. But no, you, I don't know if you can do another game with with Nathan Drake, but I, I would totally welcome it if they did or or anything really in, in that franchise. Uh, if, if you are living in the UK... Um, there are some changes that are being made to how Xbox Game Pass is handled due to some recent laws in the UK that were passed. And per Eurogamer, uh, they noticed that there's a new um, laws per the Competition and Markets Authority that it has to do with how <clears throat> your Game Pass subscription is, is handled. Uh, Microsoft has announced that there's going to be better upfront information. They will provide more transparent information to help customers understand their membership, making clear that the subscription will auto-renew unless you turn off auto-renew. And when the subscription does auto-renew, how much it will cost, how much the customer can receive a refund after the accidental renewal. Uh, As for refunds, Microsoft will contact existing customers on recurring 12-month contracts and give them the option to end their contract and claim a a pro rata refund uh, for inactive memberships. Microsoft will also contact existing customers who haven't used their membership for a long time, but are still paying. They will be reminded how to stop payments. And if they continue to use their membership, Microsoft will ultimately stop taking further payments. If they continue to not use it, excuse me. And then also better information regarding future price increases and how to turn off your auto renewal if you choose not to after a price increase. So it's it's a uh, it's good on them for for following through and making sure people will be under uh, will understand. So that's uh, that's for UK listeners if you're out there. Um, also, new thirteen thirteen Star Wars thirteen thirteen footage has come out. Um, I, I want I don't want to say come out because it's been online for years. No one just no one noticed it. <laughs> um. And I can't believe this game would have come out like six years ago. This is a game we needed, especially with Boba Fett. Um, It shows just off new stuff and things that would have looked like fucking mind-blowing six years ago in a game. And looks at more action sequences and then like more cutscene-y type things. Not necessarily cutscenes, but like into a bar and stuff. And, oh man, this game would have been so fucking cool i wish i wish another studio picked it up because it lucasfilm was trying to shop it around and they they just didn't um but i i guess um the some of the stuff from that game ended up making it into um the book of Boba Fett this past week, some some concept art. So that that's actually cool that it still lived on in somewhat some connection to Boba Fett and Mandalorians, just not in the way we all expected. And uh, also, it came out. WB Games has assured fans and gamers and investors alike that it still plans to release Hogwarts Legacy and Gotham Knights in 2022. Uh, doesn't expect any further delays on this, those games. 
Uh, however, it came out a couple days later. Uh, while this hasn't yet been officially confirmed, but apparently, uh, Justice the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League might be delayed until 2023. Rocksteady's been working on that game for quite a while. There's there's no reason, no reason it should be keep getting delayed. Other than the fact, oh, I don't know, I forgot we're living in a pandemic and people are working from home and I'm sure it's very hard to, to develop games at home. But it sucks if it, if it gets delayed. But if we get Gotham Knights to tide us over, that's good as well. Um, the battle for NFTs in the gaming world continues as uh, Ubisoft doubles down and essentially like says the, said the worst thing ever. The uh, Nicholas Poard, who is the Ubisoft Strategic, Strategic Innovations Lab Vice President, said, quote, I think gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring to them. For now, because of the current situation and context of NFTs, gamers really believe it's first destroying the planet and second just a tool for speculation. But what we at Ubisoft are seeing first is the end game. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they're finished with them, or they're finished playing the game itself, unquote. Um, it sounds like he's essentially saying, like, uh, screw you and you don't get it with NFTs. And people are not exactly taking that lightly. Like, nobody wants to do NFTs, bro. Like, real people don't want to pay for them. Real people can't afford them. Real people don't want to sell their shit in a game. Because they know it's ridiculous. And, and like, Ubisoft isn't the only one facing, facing backlash. Um, Team 17, the, the, the developers behind the Worms series, um, have canceled after people were in uproar over their NFT announcement. Um, they're, they're not even going to do it anymore because people are like, yo, fuck off. It can't be environmentally friendly. And even EA, EA, despite earlier in the last year saying that NFTs were the future, not anymore. Not anymore. Um, during the quarter three earnings call, Andrew Wilson, CEO of EA, was asked about NFTs. And he said that um, while EFT, NFTs could help, they're just not not part of their future. He said, quote, whether that's part of NFTs and the blockchain, well, that remains to be seen. The way we think about it is we want to deliver the best possible player experience we can. We'll evaluate that over time, but right now it's not something we're driving hard against. So, unquote. He understands it might be the future, but they're not going to hop into it right now, which is like, good guy EA? What? Really? I mean, <laughs> Compared against Activision lately, it's kind of true. But it, it's just good that a lot of these companies are not um, going against NFTs. Because obviously gamers are not not on board with it. Because it's a money grab is all it is. But moving on. Uh, an end of an era in Japan... After 50 years in the business, Sega has officially sold all of its remaining stakes in any physical arcades uh, in Japan. And the 
final 15% of Sega Sammy shares uh, were sold to Genda, and all Sega arcades will be branded as Gigo, Gigo arcades. Um, they are still going to make arcade cabinets, but it is no longer going to have its own arcades, which were a staple in both Japan and the industry at, at large. Um, uh, it, it, it is a, and like I said, it's an end of an era. It's a Sega arcades were something that people would want to visit, that people would want to go to when they were in Japan, if they were visiting, uh, it was great for locals as well. But, but now, um, now it's essentially something that is, that is over. It's, it's not going to happen anymore. They'll still be there. They just won't be Sega arcades anymore. It, it was something I always wanted to do, too, when I ever went to Japan, but it won't happen any longer, which is, it's sad, but at least they're not closing, closing. Last week, we had our PSN Plus games announced. This week, we have our Games with Gold announced. They will be Broken Sword 5, Aerial Knights, Hydrophobia, and Band of Bugs. Not a whole lot of games I've ever heard of. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, Tetsuya Nomura has said that don't be surprised if more Final Fantasy VII spinoffs are on the way after the success of Final Soldier or Final Fantasy VII Soldier, whatever it is, the mobile game. Uh, there's another Final Fantasy VII mobile game coming out later this year. And of course the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy VII Remake Retrograde have all done well, but... It's everyone's favorite Final Fantasy, so no surprise there, really. Uh, American McGee's Alice in Wonderland is getting a TV adaptation, and it's coming from David Hayter, who you might know as the the original voice of uh, Solid Snake in the Metal Gear series. He also wrote the first X-Men movie, if you were completely unaware. That's going to be a weird, twisted version of Alice for TV, that's for damn sure. Uh, a new report says that Modern Warfare 2, uh, the remake or the reboot, Modern Warfare 2, is allegedly being worked on by 11 different studios within Activision, which, <clears throat> i.e. all of them, which is wild. Going back to our last week thing about how Activision is pretty much just a Call of Duty studio at this point, or all it's just a Call of Duty company. All of their studios just make Call of Duty, nothing else. Um... But it's also in, in a, a alpha state earlier than most Call of Duty games. So expect that game to probably release October of this year uh, as Call of Duty has essentially moved up to October. Um, MLB The Show will finally release on Switch uh, and that will happen this year. Uh, it's also going to be its second year on Xbox and its second year in Game Pass day and date, surprisingly. It, it's funny seeing a literally a game made by PlayStation Studios drop day and date on <laughs> on Game Pass, right? As as their their rivalry intensifies and, and it, it it softens in other places. Um yeah, San Diego Studio makes MLB the show and it's it's owned by PlayStation, but it's its game is now releasing on Xbox and Switch now as well. Granted, that was a requirement from the Major League Baseball more than anything. Uh, 
Horde and Alliance players can now play together for the first time in World of Warcraft. Uh, so if you have friends that are Alliance and you're a Horde, you can finally play together. I don't know what that means for gameplay or story-wise, but it's a thing. And the uh, biggest news of the week, of course, gaming-wise, was the New York Times has bought the Wordle, Wordle developers. No, I'm, I'm kidding, but it, but it, it is major news. Um, the New York Times has purchased uh, Wordle, uh, which is a popular puzzle game you've probably seen results of uh, across your Twitter feeds and others. But uh, they have purchased it from Wordle creator Jace, Josh Wordle. Yes, his name is Wordle, um, who is a software engineer for the in the low seven figures, so several million dollars, more than likely. The game will still be initially free, meaning it won't be in the future, to new and existing players, suggesting it may become part of their subscription plan in the near future. But um, I haven't played Wordle. A lot of people are. And I'm not sure. I don't know really how it works. Just that you guess a word, I think. And I, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird seeing a newspaper buy a game. Uh, you can also now link your Discord to your PSN account if you have one. Um, remember, Sony last year invested heavily in Discord after the Microsoft deal fell through. Um, but now you can link those too. Uh, the Steam Deck has over 100 verified playable games as it is set to release later this month. Uh, so for those of you excited for that. Um, Battlefield 2042, its first season has been delayed uh, until the summer. Uh, meanwhile, EA has also let it be known that it did not meet expectations. <coughs> it was a failure. Sorry, what? Um, but yes. <laughs> uh, Shovel Knight developer, I forget what their name is. Uh, they have announced that they are working on a new game called Mina the Hollower. And it met its Kickstarter goal with just within just a few hours of its announcement. I'm sure they're going to hit it well and knock out another great game. Who knows, though? Uh, also, Tim Schafer, uh, head of Double Fine, uh, who was recently purchased by Microsoft last year, has announced that uh, he was on, what's it called, uh, Unfiltered on IGN, uh, states that his next, their next game, not his next game, but the next game... From Double Fine and all their future games. He wants them to be new IPs, new new stories, new things that have never been done before. And I applaud that. You know, they don't Microsoft doesn't necessarily want him to go back and do do all old things again and rehash things, but but he also wants to explore and do new things. I appreciate that. Uh, but also in, in following up with that, he says he doesn't want Psychonauts or any of his other games to be turned into movies, of all things. That's kind of funny. Um and then, uh, moving on, uh, PlayStation 5 has officially outsold the Wii U in just over a year. <laughs> um, God, the Wii U was a complete and utter failure. But uh, Sony has announced that uh, they are lowering sales expectations of the PlayStation 5 this year by about 4 million units. Uh, mostly due to the chip shortage and other things, um, but they expect their sales to not be as high 
in 2022 as they were in 2021. Um, and of course, we're going to end on the biggest gaming story of the week. And that is that Sony has purchased Bungie for $3.6 billion. Yes, Bungie, the, create, the original creators of Halo, and of course, the makers behind Destiny and Destiny 2, they have purchased Bungie for $3.6 billion in a move that no one saw coming, let's be honest. And while most studios are being purchased by the larger developers to make them exclusive, uh, PlayStation and Bungie have both announced that all games in development at Bungie will not become exclusive. They will stay they will stay multi-platform as, as Sony has more purchased Bungie for their cloud um, their cloud gaming capabilities and things like this. I, I saw an interesting tweet. It says the motivation behind Sony's acquisition of Bungie is to help boost their own abilities to make live service multi-platform games. Equally, Sony unlocks the potential to Bungie to strengthen its technical capabilities and the prospect of taking its games to movies TV. The deal was in the works for the past 5-6 months. It's not a reaction to the Take-Two Zynga or Microsoft Activision deals. And Jim Ryan told me, uh, this is Christopher Dring saying this, quote, we should expect more when it comes to further PlayStation acquisitions. Obviously, they're going to spend money. They can't spend money like Microsoft, but they can spend money. Um, a Bungie released a Q&A addressing some of the questions. Um, Destiny will remain multi-platform. Um, future Bungie games will also not be exclusive. They said, quote, no, we want the worlds we are creating to extend to anywhere people play games. We will continue to be self-published, creatively independent, and we will continue to drive one unified Bungie community, unquote. So, what this means, um is while Bungie is being purchased by Sony, they will still be pretty much independent um, and will have full control over the Destiny franchise, something they didn't have when they partnered with Dest uh, with, with Activision. Um, and it, it's nice to hear that from, obviously, Sony understands. I, I don't think... Uh, granted, I'm, I'm actually shocked that future games will not be exclusive some people think this is like as a passing the the olive branch to try and keep call of duty multi-platform i still don't think call of duty will ever go exclusive that's just me but again uh sony didn't buy them for their games bungie hasn't been the same in in quite some time uh, but again they bought them for their live service even today sony announced they plan to release at least 10 live service games by 2026 which is a direct contrast to what they've been doing lately, which was releasing story-driven single-player games. So they, they understand the money in live service games and, and want to go after that, whereas Microsoft's kind of been doing that already. Um, but again, it's also Sony, and they have access to things that other develop, other major game publishers don't, and that's they are part of a conglomerate that has a movie studio, Sony Pictures. Uh, Sony has announced that they plan on making Bungie franchises into movies and shows. Um, they went on to say, uh, this is Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki said, quote, it's not just for the gaming area, but the multi-using of IP and merchandising of IP. Like a game title, 
may be put into movies. Bungie want to nurture the IP they have in a multi-dimensional manner, and that's their hope. For that, we believe we can help that. We have Sony Pictures and Sony Music, and Bungie can leverage our platform so that their IP can flourish and grow big, unquote. Uh, Bungie even announced last year they want to keep growing with books and lore and, and shows and things like that. I think a Destiny show or movie would be fucking epic if it was made right. Um, Bungie already did that somewhat with Halo back in the day when they started publishing, and obviously that continued with 343. I, I, this is a smart deal for, for Sony to, to do. And again, it, it is small. Uh, it is not a reaction to the Microsoft deal. That's, that's impossible. Um, you can't buy a studio that quickly. But again, I, I think it's interesting that they're going to keep some games or they're going to keep all future games from Bungie multi-platform and Bungie will essentially exist independently, but being owned by, by Sony still. But uh, interesting for sure. Very interesting. But that is it for gaming news. Uh, there actually is some TV news today that we'll talk about. Um, the day before the Bungie news dropped, a new Halo trailer uh, for the Halo TV series on Paramount Plus dropped. This is our first full trailer. I personally think it looks really good. It's, um, it, it's different hearing a different voice for Chief. Uh, Pablo Schreiber will be providing the voice as well. Um, a lot of people have issues with the new Cortana. It, it is a little jarring to see her more lifelike than than Blue Hologram. But the elites look amazing. The Spartans look amazing. The gunplay looks amazing. Um, they showed off some other Covenant aliens and they look really good. Uh, obviously, there is a very big difference in story based on... The fact that there's a human with the Covenant and meeting with the Prophets. But I'm excited for the show. And the show's coming way sooner than expected. March 24th. It drops at the end of next month. Uh, the Halo community is is pretty split evenly. Some of the, the Halo YouTubers I watch, some of them love it. Some of them hate it. <laughs> um, based off the trailer. But again, it, it's hard to always judge a show off a trailer. So we'll see what happens in just over a month. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons series is moving forward and they found their director. Uh, the man who directed the film Red Notice will be helming that franchise. Uh, Paramount Plus also announced that there should be at least two more South Park specials airing on that streaming service this year. And Paramount Plus is also, uh, doubling down on Star Trek. They want to have a ton of Star Trek shows. Uh, they released a poster for Strange New Worlds. Looks really good. Can't wait for that show to premiere. Uh, they've also announced that they're developing a Starfleet Academy show uh, to be set at Starfleet Academy on Earth. Um, no era has been announced on if that will be in the TOS era, the TNG era, Discovery era, or, you know, Enterprise era even. There's, there's so many eras in Star Trek that you could base that on and go from but who knows also the boys uh, has an animated spin-off show coming to amazon it announced its voice cast this week it's a great fucking voice cast uh the show is called the boys diabolical and the full cast includes 
Aquafina, Michael Sarah, Don Cheadle, Chase Crawford, uh, reprising his role as the Deep, Kieran Culkin, Giancarlo Esposito, also who's in The Boys, Elliot Glazer, Jason Isaacs, Camille Nanjiani, Justin Roiland, yes, Justin Roiland, Seth Rogen, Andy Samberg, Ben Schwartz, Elizabeth Shue, reprising her role from the live-action show, Kevin Smith, Anthony Starr, uh, reprising his role as Homelander, Nassim Pedrad, Simon Pegg, Keenan Thompson, Aisha Tyler, Yong, Yong Yu Jung, um, more to follow will be announced as well. Uh, Christian Slater is in it, uh, and a whole lot of others. Honestly, the show is going to be great, and it will premiere on March 4th, and it will tell the unseen stories within the boys' universe, according to the official release. Um, yeah. It looks fucking great. I'll tell you that. The Boy is Diabolical. Cannot wait. It's an anthology show. Uh, it'll have f- um, eight episodes that will be between 12 and 14 minutes long. So we'll see that. That show's going to be fucking great, especially ahead of season three of The Boys. And uh, I do want to talk about the book of Boba Fett last week, or should I just say the Mandalorian? Because Boba Fett was not in last week's episode at all. Uh, it was a great episode, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was just weird not seeing Boba Fett in a show about Boba Fett. But no, we get to see Mando wielding the Darksaber, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, we get to see him fight um Paz Vizla, as he finds his old clan, there's only two of them left, Paz Vizla and the Armorer. Um, the Armorer gets some badass scenes as well. Um, obviously, he doesn't stick around because he kind of gets kicked out because they found out he showed his face to people. But what then happens is he goes back to Tatooine and he hangs out with Pelimoto and he gets an N1 Starfighter. Yes, an N1 Starfighter. The same... From Naboo, from episode one. Uh, he and Pelly make it hit their own. It's more silver. They modify it. And then he literally does the pod race run, the Bunta Eve classic, but in an N1 Starfighter. And it was just essentially a uh, episode one jerk fest, which I'm totally fine with. Like, let's be honest. But no, it was, it was really good. And uh, obviously it's setting up for him to return to Tatooine and hang out with... Boba Fett in what will probably be a showdown with the Pikes, either next week or a season finale. Um, But he did say he had something to do first before he met with Boba, obviously hinting that he's going to go see Grogu if possible. And uh, hint, hint, I might already know the answer because the leaks today for today's episode of, of Boba Fett were out of control. Everyone just decided to just spill all the spoilers and honestly, whatever. I, I don't care, but I haven't personally watched, so I'm not going to talk about it until next week. Um, That's it for TV. Uh, Let's talk about movies. Um, Tom Holland has been watching your reactions to uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, and he's loving it. Um, He has said that he isn't yet ready to give up playing Spider-Man, but at the same time, he doesn't know when he'll return. Um, So... Uh, He was interviewed by Deadline, and he said, quote, The truthful answer 
and I've done a whole press tour where all I do is lie. The truth is, and you're not going to like the truth, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. I know I love this character, and I know I'm not ready to say goodbye, but if it's time for me to say goodbye, then I will do so proudly, knowing that I've achieved everything I wanted to with this character, and sharing it with these boys will be forever one of the most special experiences of my career. So if it's time, it's time. If it's not, it's not. But at the moment, I don't know, unquote. Obviously, it's not the end because they've already announced that they're making more Spider-Man movies in the MCU. Uh, whether that's with Tom Holland, it remains to be seen, or if it's with a potential Mor- Mor- Miles Morales, has yet to be seen as well. Um, as a Miles Morales was hinted at in the first film, we don't know if he got blipped so he could have aged up. Uh, it could be of Spider-Man age in the current MCU, which takes place in the mid-20s now. I think it's like 2025 or 2024 at this point. But we'll see what happens there. Um, Sticking with Tom Holland, we got our final trailer for the Uncharted movie, which releases in like two and a half weeks, which I didn't realize. Still not 100% sold on this movie. Or Tom Holland is Nathan Drake, for all that matter. They're really pushing hard on this airplane scene, like the scene out of Uncharted 3. And then also they're taking elements of Uncharted 4. And then there's also a scene where a helicopter lifts a Spanish galleon up and is flying it through the air. And I'm just like, no. No. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's all. We'll see what happens when the movie actually comes out. Uh, Fight Club recently got released in China, I think, for the first time. And... uh, a new version, excuse me, and it is censored and edited heavily at the end of the the film. But um, what's weird is uh, Chuck Palahniuk, the author of the book, says that the new censored ending is closer to the book's true ending than what the original film ending was. Um, it it's really funny. He, he talks about, obviously, censorship, even though most of his books are censored and, and banned in a lot of U.S. schools. Um, he was being interviewed by TMZ. The 59-year-old author said, quote, The irony is that the way the Chinese have changed it is though they've aligned the ending almost exactly with the ending of the book, as opposed to Fincher's ending, which was the more spectacular visual ending. So in a way, the Chinese brought the movie back to the book a little bit, unquote. That's funny. So the original film ended, spoiler alert for a film from the 90s, uh, showed Edward Norton's character killing off his dangerous alter ego, Tyler Durden, with a well-placed gunshot to his own head, Um, but he's then seen watching bomb explosions that uh, collapse several skyscrapers. Um, But in the new ending in Chinese theaters, uh, you can view it on Tencent's video platform, um... It ends with a text saying the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all the criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. Um, But anyway, the, uh, the, the novel ends the same way, apparently, but without the authorities. Um, the novel ends with Tyler vanishing from the narrator's head and the bombs malfunctioning and failing to go off. Um, the narrator attempts to shoot himself, but wakes up in a mental hospital. He believes he's in heaven. 
approached by two hospital employees are part of the Project Mayhem and, uh, and are expecting Tyler's return. So he, he also said then it was ironic about fans calling, being angry about the censorship, saying, quote, what I find really interesting is that my books are heavily banned throughout the U.S. The Texas prison system refuses to carry my books in their libraries. A lot of public schools and most private, private schools refuse to carry my books, but it's only an issue once China changes the end of a movie. I've been putting up with book banning for a long time, unquote. Um, additionally, uh, he says, quote, a lot of my overseas publishers have edited the novel, so the novel ends the way the movie ends. So I've been dealing with this kind of revision for like 25 years, unquote. That's wild that they would even change it to fit the movie ending. Shit's wild in the publishing world, man. That's wild. Uh, Ron Perlman has announced that, well, does he want to play Hellboy again? No, because he says he's too fucking old. <laughs> he's 71. Uh, he did say that he would do it just for the fans because they deserve the ending to the trilogy. And you know what? That's badass. Props to you, Ron Perlman, for, for willing to do that, even though you're too old and don't really want to, but you do it just for them. Big shout out to you, man. Um... Moving on, we are just about a month out from Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves has been giving some interviews, obviously, on a press tour, getting ready for the film. Um, has said uh, he was being interviewed by Esquire Middle East, of all places. And he said that he was actually offered the chance to direct the Ben Affleck-penned Batman script. He said, quote, I read a script that they had that was a totally valid take on the movie. It was very action-driven. It was very deeply connected to the DCEU and with other major characters from other movies and other comics popping up. I just knew that when I read it to this particular script, that was not the way I'd want to do it. Unquote. This has me excited for that movie, but also disappointed and sad that we never actually got it. Because if he's saying it was a valid take and very action-driven and brought in other characters, probably would have been a great fucking Batman movie. But you know what? Ben needed to take a break from all that. And if he wasn't in it, then he wasn't in it. And that could have also been detrimental to the movie. Uh, he also went on to say, quote, I said, look, I think maybe I'm not the person for this. And I explained to them why I love this character. I told them that there have been so many great movies, but if I were to do this, I'd have to make it personal so that I understood what I was going to do with it so that I know where to put the camera so that I know what to tell the actors so that I know what the story should be. Um, he also said, quote, uh, This take, I told them, pointing at the script, is totally valid and exciting take. It is almost James Bondian, but it wasn't something that I quite related to, unquote. Oh, man. I hope, I hope that script gets released one day or maybe turned into like an animated film or something with Ben voicing Batman, oh God, it just sounds so good. Ben Affleck knows how to write fucking stuff. and But it, it, it just sucks that it didn't get made. But hopefully the Batman is good. Uh, he released, Matt Reeves went on to release a new clip, even though it got leaked earlier. And it's it's the, the funeral scene. And it's fucking badass, dude. Um, it, it's it's not something typical you expect from a Batman movie, but it it's still very Batman in how it plays out 
and it has me very excited to see it. But it also, also reeks of The Dark Knight. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, and then Robert Pattinson was going on and on about how he actually like sought out the role, despite his agent thinking otherwise. Um, he's obsessively followed the role of Batman, even before he was cast. Um, he was speaking with Total Film, and he said, quote, I just kept obsessively checking up on it for the next year or so. Even my agents were like, oh, interesting. I thought you only wanted to play Total Freaks. And I was like, he is a freak. <laughs> of all the comic book characters in that kind of movie, I've seen every single one of the Batman movies in the cinema, which I can't really say I've done for any other series. I was always really looking forward to them coming out. There was the combination of just being so attracted to it, but also feeling like it had uh, had a lot of movies made about it, and none of them are bad movies, unquote. Well, um... I guess you think the Schumacher films are good, Robert, and that's a little concerning, but looks like you like the uh, Burton films too, so that makes me happy. But honestly, if he was seeking to play Batman, that has me excited as well. Um, it's rare that you have actors actively seeking to play Batman. Um, Jason Momoa has announced... Uh, well, not Jason Momoa himself, but but the Fast Franchise and Universal Pictures have announced that Jason Momoa will play the villain in the two-part version of Fast and Furious 10 or Fast 10 or whatever it ends up being called. Um, remember, they're splitting it into two films. I hate when franchises do that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see Jason Momoa play a villain for once. We don't see that like ever, actually. Uh, James Gunn has also said that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be the the last time we see that version of the team as the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we already know Dave Bautista is walking away. We already know. Uh, and then we've also heard that Bradley Cooper does not want to play Rocket anymore or won't be playing Rocket anymore. Um, no word on Chris Pratt or anyone else. Um, and uh, sticking with Marvel here. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 has put out a new plot synopsis uh, now that Spider-Man's come out. So the new official plot synopsis says, quote, In Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the MCU unlocks the multiverse and pushes its boundaries further than ever before. Journey into the unknown with Doctor Strange, who with the help of mystical allies both old and new, traverse the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary, unquote. Huh. Interesting. Um, some people think that it's that evil Doctor Strange uh, that we saw in the trailer is the new adversary. Some people think it's Shuma Gorath, who is from the comics, and then some other things. But... They are fully embracing the multiverse now, uh, now that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home has completely let the cat out of the bag. A lot of people also think Toby is coming back as Spider-Man in the film. A, because Sam Raimi's directing it, and B, he said we don't know when we'll see his Spider-Man again, uh, but it's not the end. Interesting. I wonder if that's actually true. Who knows? I'm very excited for Doctor Strange too, though. I love that they're embracing the multiverse um, moving on, uh, Frank Marshall, yes, the producer Frank Marshall married to Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy, 
uh, has stated that while Jurassic World Dominion uh, will be the end of the new trilogy, it's not the end of the franchise. Um, they do plan to keep exploring the world of Jurassic World, the world of Jurassic World, um, and expanding on the franchise. I'm cool with it. You give me more Jurassic movies, I'm all happy. If you bring in characters from the past and the present, I'm happy. Man, I love dinosaurs. I love that version of dinosaurs. I love that universe. Give me more, please. All in, baby. All in. Um, Halle Berry has also hinted at a possible John Wick spinoff based on her character from John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, which I'm totally in on. I want to see her and her badass dogs go after some some peeps. And uh, no official word on that yet. And our, our final news today came out. It actually came out today. Uh, it's in regards to Channing Tatum. And uh, he essentially was talking about just his, his sadness over not being able to play Gambit. He kept pushing hard for that role and for that movie. And he was speaking with Variety and he said, quote, Once Gambit went away, I was so traumatized. I shut off my Marvel machine. I haven't been able to see any of the movies. I loved that character. It was just too sad. It was like losing a friend because I was so ready to play him. Um, unquote. I mean, he did He did write the script. He did keep trying to get the movie made. Uh, it was going to be a standalone movie. Um, but it just... I don't think... Um, I don't think that movie was going to be, would have been good, to be honest. And I, I don't know why you wouldn't see any Marvel movie just because you can't play Gambit. Like, Gambit has no connection to those, but I guess you don't want to play in that universe or interact with that universe. But, yeah, it just sucks that he's very upset over not being able to play Gambit. It's rare, it's rare that you hear an actor, like, gush over a role that much. Um, it's like a passion project for them. But obviously not every studio is going to make a passion project because they want to make sure they get a proper return on investment. I don't know. That's it for Nixner News this week. Um, again, I do apologize for the echo. That should not be a thing moving forward. Um, like I said, just uh, dealing with some moving thing, moving around, moving from my home um, into a new place and just waiting for internet over there. Um but again, thank you guys for always listening. Thank you guys for being fans. I appreciate it. We will be back next week with a new episode, um, recording from a new venue. And uh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, the 101 League, uh, my great friends at the 101 League, who I partnered with all last year, uh, we should be coming back in the next few weeks. We took a break off for for the holidays, and then just some venue things popped up. Um, but we will be coming back after Valentine's Day, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, I'll talk more about that as we get closer. Um, we will be hosting Smash Ultimate and Smash Melee. Um, I think we're going to add some more games now that Halo's out and everything like that. So I'll keep you guys in, on, in the loop on that one. Um, other than that, always check out NixnerNews.com, where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser. Uh, or, or if you prefer to take us on the go, uh, we have links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, all on the website. I, we are on iHeartRadio. I have not yet added the, the link to the website just yet, so hold tight. But it is on our um, 
what's that? Our link tree. So if you follow us on any social media, click the link in our bio and it will have all the links to all our pages. So whatever you want to listen to us on. Um, also speaking of social, if you check out our social media tab on our website, you can see all the fun feeds all in one place. If not, uh, search for Nick's nerd news on your preferred social media platform of choice. With that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.